Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And with us right now, we've got Mitchell Levy. Mitchell, you are the founder. You're a global credibility expert. You work a lot on authority. Uh, you're a speaker. You're an author. Uh, and you're found on the web at MitchellLevy.com. Thank you so much for joining us. It's great to be here. Well, actually, it's one of those things when you're an entrepreneur, I've got 200 domains. There's probably 50 of them that are active. So I'm found in many places, but that's one of them. Yeah. Well, GoDaddy appreciates that. They appreciate the, uh, all, all the, 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 the little notifications that you get that your domain has been renewed. So well, it's the GoDaddy like, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Good, good, good. All right. So Mitchell, how did you get into this, uh, this field of work? Oh, well, first let's define the field and then I'll tell you how I got there. So there are two hats that I'm wearing, actually one at the moment. Mm -hmm. the, the hat of global credibility expert, that came about as a, as a transition of what I've done over time. And, and that particular hat, what I often say is, who do I serve? That one's a really broad base. It's humans that want to be seen as credible. Now, how did that actually happen? Uh, been a book publisher since uh, 2005, have published over 850 books. Mm -hmm. uh, before that, um, during the dot-com days, I was known as Mr. E-commerce. I was that guy that would go around to CEOs and VP of operations, and I'd say, do you know this is technology company? Uh, that technology coming is going to allow us to talk directly to customers. It's going to allow us to ship product, that convoluted supply chain you have. We're going to ship product directly from your subcomponent manufacturer directly to your client. I actually had CEOs and VP of ops say, no, that's not going to happen. The internet's a fad. And we know where that went. And so as I've been watching, sat on the board of a public firm, a ton of other stuff. But what's interesting is I'm a good observer of humanity and of the intersection between humanity and technology. And where we are now is we're at a very interesting uh, point in time because when you say, I, I did a TED talk and we'll talk about that, but when you say we're in something other than the industrial age, I'm going to say we're still in the industrial age. We just have added technology to it. And so now where we need to go is something different. And so I'll, I'll leave you one last thought and then I'll let you ask the next question. So the way I look at the world, at some point in time, we lived in a village. The village was very cool because if there was a vendor or proprietor in the village that did not actually um, stay up to speed, so the baker, and the baker started making bread that got people sick, the village would self-correct or ostracize. And so it would just fix itself. We then hit this industrial age where, you know, current educational system is messed up. That's very obvious now that people are, are working, are doing stuff from, from, from home versus uh, physical locations. The companies uh, are not structured the way they typically need to be. And so 
we had this industrial age construct. And one of the things that came out of it, we have this, everyone has one of those cameras and these microphones. And so we have all these people who, you know, the bottom drillers who do silly things and make bad reputations for people online. Let's talk about where we're going. We're heading to the global village. In that global village, the one thing that's potentially bad is uh, privacy is gone. One thing that's really good is those bottom drillers will not be able to survive because you won't be your reputation. Things you do will be carried with you. And as they're carried with you, the only thing that matters in the global village is that you have a good reputation, that you are credible, yeah. that you say what you do, you do what you say and all the things that we're exploring as part of the, the credibility expert. So how I, the, the path of how I got to credibility is along the way, as I'm seeing the intersection between technology and humanity, uh, I want humanity to win and how it wins is through, is through credibility. Yeah. And so if you were to define what credibility looks like today, what would you say? Well, the, actually I am defining what credibility should look like, but let me tell you what the dictionary says. The dictionary says that credibility is the demonstration of trustworthiness. And so in the Ted talk I did, what I define trust is, is demonstrating uh, authenticity, integrity, and vulnerability. So the way the dictionary says today is essentially that credibility is basically being uh, authentic, having integrity, showing vulnerability. I'm adding one more to that. And I want to add commitment. Now, by the way, I still... I may add a fifth at some point in time, but commitment is essentially to say what you do and do what you say. And one of the things that's happening in these interviews, I'm interviewing 500 thought leaders on credibility. What's happening is people commit to come on my show. And guess what? Some people don't show up. Well, that's not credible. Uh, some people come late. They come after the half hour. I'm doing a live show and they come after the half hour. So think about this. You're being interviewed by the global credibility expert on your credibility and you think it's credible to come after the time that's set for a live show. So what's happening is commitment needs to be part of those uh, three elements. Mm -hmm. One of the, uh, def you know, one of the elements of that uh, credibility is you said vulnerability. In which ways do you show vulnerability? Oh, me personally. Oh, it's, it's really okay to say you're wrong. And, and and by the way, almost everything I say when my wife corrects me, I'm wrong. Um, so the vulnerability is when you're interacting on a business sense. Vulnerability is when you can actually say that you or your team is wrong. Now, if you're the lead, you're the CEO, you are, it depends on how you structure things. But at the end of the day, the buck stops with you. You're wrong. Even if your team made a mistake, you need to, you can't blame it on somebody else and say, hey, this person didn't work well. Uh, we fire them. We have somebody else. You could say those words, but at the end of the day, the, what, the output that comes from you is yours. And so vulnerability is to say, when, when your client asks you if you can do something, vulnerability is, I don't think we can do this in this time frame. Let me tell you what we can do instead and being okay if they end up going somewhere else or even we can't support this right now. I know somebody who can help you. Do you want me to recommend it to you or can you push the schedule back a week? 
that to me is both caring enough about the person to meet their deadlines. So you're actually showing the integrity that you care more about them than you care about you. And the vulnerability is simply that you're giving them to somebody else and you hope that by doing so, they're going to come back and you're being vulnerable because potentially they don't. Yeah. And so, um, so Mitchell, where did you kind of get your start um, professionally, like after college? <laughs> so uh, I went to Boston and I was in Boston for three years and I, mm-hmm. I ended up following uh, all of my uh, existence has been through serendipity. Right. Like something, some interesting opportunity came my way. Yeah. So uh, in, I, I went to B school at the college where, where we marry. I was doing uh, two, three in the morning. I was doing some research for a professor on a financial model. I actually prove, pr- proved, proven, proved <laughs> that the financial model worked. And, uh, and so shared it with him in the morning, was really excited about it. He was excited about it. Two weeks later, I said, I started writing my paper because uh, I want to get it published. And he said, no, you're not going to write the paper. And I, like my heart sank. And he says, well, because I used your research to get a job at this firm and you're coming with me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that's how I got to Boston. Um, how I ended up getting to California is I, I had met, I'd met a woman who, who uh, on a bus stop, and uh, to shorten the story, she ended up moving uh, two months later to California, um, essentially 15 minutes away from my parents. And, and I followed her six months later, and we've been married now. Uh, we've uh-huh. known each other for 33 years and been married yeah. for 30 years. And so how I got to Silicon Valley is I followed my girlfriend, now wife, and lived close to my parents. And so it's a really interesting Serendipity has gotten me there mm-hmm. um, for the first set of my career. So when I was in Boston and also when I was working for other people, one of the big issues that I had is my first male mentor was very hedonistic and very narcissistic. And so, and, and that was my first boss. And so the problem with that is that I learned all the wrong rules. And so when I was in the corporate world, when I was working for somebody else, the problem is the, how that manifested to me is that I would never answer the question from a state of integrity and authenticity. When somebody asked me a question, I'd answer it based on what I think my boss wanted to hear. Yeah, sure. And so it wasn't until I actually left corporate. So I left some microsystems in 1997 and it wasn't until then that I, that I kind of started answering it from my heart with that vulnerability. So uh, I, I, one of my funnest things, Josh, is my first client, they were so excited showing me their new website design, showing me their go-to-market strategy. And, and they said, what do you think? What do you like? Do you like it? And honestly, I didn't really like it. And so mm-hmm. I was ready. I didn't actually do this, but I kind of went like this you know, like to protect myself in my mind. And I said, mm-hmm. I think it sucks. Yeah. And, and his response, the gesture, by the way, for those who aren't watching us, that was the Wakanda forever gesture. Oh yes. Well, kind of like protecting myself cross, sure. you know, putting my arms in front of my chest. Yeah. And, and, uh, and so what happened is I think it sucks expecting him to sort of yell at me. Cause that's what my, you know, the, the boss of, in my imagination of the past would do. And instead, he says, you know, no one's ever talked to me like that. Uh, tell me more. And, and so what I've learned is having 
the ability to truly speak your mind with, and this is really important. If you speak your mind with the intention of only helping the person you're interacting with, not helping them because they're following your methodology, helping them because you understand them well enough that, that you're giving them ideas of what would help them be better for them. And that's a, that's a very interesting nuance, but that, that to me, and, and, and by the way, not everyone's going to like what you have to say and that's okay. Once again, that's also vulnerability. Yeah. Um, so Mitchell, let's, uh, you know, just in terms of like maybe some tactical advice uh, for someone who said, okay, uh, I'm down. Uh, I would love to increase my credibility. Where do I start? What should they, <laughs> what activities should they be doing? If they say, Mitchell, give me two hours a week that I can devote to credibility. What do you have them do? Josh, thank you for a beautiful question. Um, so there's, I, I actually just this morning, I came up with my top 10 list. So I'll go through just a couple, right? Um, so probably most important, if you're in a B2B space or if people are going to find you on LinkedIn, uh, make sure you have a good LinkedIn profile. Mm-hmm. The, it, and what does that mean? It's not your resume. A LinkedIn profile is a search engine optimized landing page for your CPOP. Uh, CPOP is short for term. So what I'm doing is creating a new lexicon of language. Uh, we've been taught uh, talking about the value proposition, which is I do this and we do that. And that's all about you. What you want to be able to talk about is what is that pain point you solve for your clients? What is that customer point of pain? Your, your LinkedIn page should be the SEO landing page for your customer point of pain. Right. And what you want to do is get rid of any of the, another term, cred crud. Cred credit are things that aren't necessarily bad. So I'll give you an example of, of what to do on your LinkedIn. In your headline, your headline should not say, I do this because I'm cool. Your headline should say something along the lines of what is the pain point? What is the CPOP you saw for your clients? Then that's, that is your credibility piece, having a good picture, having a good background. That is that first impression. To reinforce that impression, what you want to do is scroll to the bottom, take a look at the endorsements that you have, and make sure that the names of those endorsements are also reinforce the CPOP that's up top. It reinforces the tagline. You want to make sure that you've got 15 to 25 recommendations that you've both given and received. Those are things that, that shows that you're actually a human. You care about other people, right? Mm-hmm. Those are two immediate things that you can do. So what that means is get rid of the cred crud that's both on your website and your LinkedIn profile. On your website, real simple thing, take a look at your website. Does it reinforce your CPOP? Look at the bottom tagline where it has the copyright. Does it have the proper format for the copyright? And is it this year? It's not necessarily bad if you say last year or the year before. It's just a piece of cred crud. And as you have more and more cred crud piling up, People may not be interested in talking to you. They may not know why, but that's why. Um, The other thing I'll do is make sure that you're the type of person who wants to share cred dust. So cred dust, and you could actually go to, I've defined that. It's actually creddust.com. And cred dust is that sparkle that happens when you share somebody else's credibility. And that sparkle happens both with you and with them. And just to be clear, you have a never-ending bucket of cred dust. You can spread credibility of others forever, and the, and the bucket just keeps refilling and actually goes higher. Uh, let's see. There's one more that makes sense. Yeah, the, the general thing that I, that I like to say is to show up when you show up. 
So what does that mean? When you have meetings scheduled, so Josh, I was sitting here waiting for you 10 minutes before we started. And it, it's okay that we started one or two minutes later. I'm just saying I was ready. So mm-hmm. come early to meetings, uh, come prepared. So in this case, that means watch past shows, see what Josh Ellich has done in the past with other people, make sure I could ask what's, uh, see what's relevant in the past. And then I asked him before we started, what would be good today? And the third thing is come with your heart. Because if people can't, we have so, because everyone has this camera and everyone has this microphone, our competitive base is around the globe. And so if people can't see you immediately, so what does that mean? Put video on your website, put video on your, uh, on your LinkedIn profile, potentially have a show like Josh, you have, like I have, have a show where people get to see you because if they can't see you, there are so many other people they can see, they're not going to spend any time. So basically, um, the best thing, the, those elements I said, plus show up when you show up, which is come early, be prepared, and come with your heart. Uh, so if someone says, okay, this is great. This is a great idea. I'm going to start you know, communicating my authority, my credibility a lot better. But Mitchell, I don't want to come across like a blowhard. Like I, I still want to be approachable, likable, um, but yet I still want to let people know, I'm kind of a thing. Like, how do you walk that balance? How do you, how do you walk that line? It's a really interesting uh, fine line between when you, when you, when you seem like you're bragging versus when you're just saying who you are and what you do. So one of the things I'm going to recommend, go to thoughtleaderlife.com. What I'm doing is you could see the research results you could see what we're doing. I've got something called a cred reel. It's the credibility sizzle reel. So if you think about what a speaker sizzle reel is, the goal of a speaker sizzle reel is to make that human, make that speaker sizzle. So it's got all this pump and pizzazz and beautiful comments. A cred reel is supposed to make that human shine. And so what happens when somebody else asks you, how do you have credibility to do what you do? Which is the third question in, in, in the five questions we ask. I'm actually asking you to brag. Now, I'm not asking you to brag in a way that you say, I'm the best, there's nobody else. Not, not the Muhammad Ali type bragging. I'm asking you to say, who have you worked with in the past? Uh, are there any good names? How many clients have you served? Right? When I say I've interviewed 300 and now heading to 500 people, you're like, oh, that's interesting. I've had people who have had the, the largest number of clients somebody had was 80,000. I had to pull that out of him. I go, wait, you've serviced 80,000? Yeah. Okay, why don't you say that? So that's not bragging. What happens is if you have a CPOP, you have a customer pointing pain, what your job is to allow other people to see that they could trust you, that, that they know, like, and trust you. Uh, you're talking to them, they're seeing your heart, and they trust you because you've done this before. And so it's not bragging to say, I've done this before this many times, and these are the results. And vulnerability, to go back to one of your previous, it's worked most of the time, but there are a couple that haven't. And if it looks like you might be one of those where it doesn't work, I'll tell you. And that is both showing your heart and being vulnerable. And people, when you turn a client away, it's sort of the miracle on 34th Street, the movie with, with, uh, with Santa Claus, and, and, and basically he was sending people to other stores. So this was Macy's, right? They were sending people to the stores if they had a better price or a better product. And then everyone was, they'd go and they'd make that one purchase there. And then they'd come back and buy all their product from Macy's. That is kind of the people we should be going forward. Mm. 
So when somebody, uh, talk about first impressions, and if your goal is to grab somebody's attention authentically and get them to say, oh, whoa, uh, I need to spend some time here, like what are the things that you would probably put toward the top that you think that just given understanding uh, consumer behavior today, like say, yeah, I would definitely prioritize this, this, and this. What would those things be? So normally, and, and you could pipe in any time, that's a very interesting question because where do they see you first, right? Are they seeing you because they meet you in person and shake your hand? Are they seeing you because they've got recommended either from somebody in the physical world or in the online world? Are they seeing you because they bumped into your Twitter handle and you do no work on Twitter? Are they seeing you because of LinkedIn or your website? So, so Josh, do you want um, do you want me to take the generic response, or do you or do you want to be uh, specific? Like, like where would like be the first time they... actionable and tactical? Oh, but well, it just depends on where they see you. So one of the I things know. I'd say is, no matter where somebody sees you, you want to be consistent. Like what we've been told in the past is your LinkedIn profile should look different than your Twitter profile, which looks different than your Instagram profile because there are different audiences. The problem is if the perfect client who is the perfect B2B client who typically uses LinkedIn, sees you on Instagram and you look somewhat silly because you're trying to tailor to the Instagram audience, yeah. you're not going to get business. Mm. So what you want to be able to do, that first impression, the most important thing is that people understand who you are and where you have expertise, right? And And that expertise is, Here's my CPOP. Here's the customer point of pain that, that, that we solve. And probably the next, one of the most important things on first impressions, how quickly can they get to a video with, with customer testimonials, right? Because there's, there's so much that you could say about yourself, but how cool it is if other people, your customers can say things for you. Yeah. So right. what we want to do is avoid the cred crud. And putting something that's good. It doesn't have to be something that, that a New York agency you spent $50,000 on. It doesn't have to be like studio stuff. You and I are both shooting with good quality equipment, but we're shooting from our home offices, right? And that quality is good enough. And, and actually, sometimes it's better than even the studio stuff because if it comes. So basically, show your heart, be yourself, and make it easy for the person who sees you to immediately know what is it that thing, what's important to you and, and what should be important to you is solving your customer's point of pain. Yeah. So Mitchell, um, if I'm on your website right now uh, or someone's like, okay, I kind of like this guy. I want to I learn a little bit more. What would be the best place to kind of start that engagement with you? I would suggest going to, it's, it's, um, I'm going to say the one that you said, it's MitchellLevy360.com. So it's my name, M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L-L-E-V-Y-360.com. What will happen there is you'll immediately be presented with a customer testimonial reel. So you can see what the customers say. You can connect to me on social media, whatever platform is relevant for you. And there's a consistent look and feel. And if this has inspired you to want to have a conversation, you could book time directly on my calendar. And that's at MitchellLevy360.com. Brilliant. All right. Mitchell Levy, uh, you're the, what's the book behind you? Oh, it's, uh, it's, 
it uh i got i got i got more than one yeah it's being seen and being heard as a thought leader this also if you want to see my ted talk this is also the ted talk oh are we out of time we are out of, out, of time, out of time but so take a look at the ted talk here uh, take a look at the book being seen and being heard as a thought leader and it's yeah. one of the one of the last books i've done a couple after that as well all right excellent all right mitchell levy thank you so much again global credibility expert mitchelllevy.com thanks so much for joining us thanks josh you were great Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence each month. We scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.